Hey, what's up? I'm LeVar Walker, comedian extraordinaire. You can follow me on Instagram at LeVar Walker or Google me at LeVar Walker. And whatever I'm doing, I'm, I'm following Michelle C. on Candy Kisses TV. It's the Jill of all trades, Michelle C., a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kisses TV everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses blown away. Candy Kisses TV for tomorrow today. Man, throw that all through on that bitch. That me sound like Teddy Payne. Hi, this is Kim Cole. You are rocking with Candy Kisses TV. It's your boy Talon, baby. Michelle and Candy Kisses TV. With my girl Michelle C. Don't take it personal. Bruh, man, from the fifth floor in the ATL, chilling with Candy Kisses TV. What's up, y'all? You're watching Candy Kisses TV. Where my whole girl Michelle? Hello there. Have you asked yourself what you're missing? I have. It's Candy Kisses TV. <laughs> your girl michelle c aka dj make a move the jill of all trades and i'm back with another banger like i always do but in the same fashion like i always do you know what i gotta do each and every time i gotta threaten you a little bit subscribe now i'm gonna tell you mama act like she don't raise you right and you know how serious i am about it i'm gonna let my aquarius sister let you really know what it is i don't wanna fuck nobody up no 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 hilarious brother rocking every comedy stage winning competitions out in these streets all in the movie lanes oh and um can we say a spot-on imitation of ti oh let's not forget he is killing it on hulu's new show life in bed give it up for mr lavar walker how you doing what's going on so you know i'm gonna get in your business just a little bit today yeah all right, so we're going to get straight to it. When did you know that you wanted to be in the entertainment industry? Um, I don't I don't think it was a thing that I necessarily knew I wanted to be in entertainment. I never looked at entertainment as a viable option uh, to support myself with. But either like... All my life, people was like, you funny. Even when I was real little, they was like, you're going to be a comedian one day. I was like, I'm not going to be a comedian. Nobody took me serious. And I think, I guess maybe my last year of pharmacy school, I was, you know, going out, doing shows, you know, getting on stage. And um, I started, you know, when I started out, I got booed a little bit. But I started getting 
a lot better than everybody really, really fast. And uh, I was like, okay. Because, see, I've been doing comedy 20 years, and this is my first year doing comedy full-time. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, this, this is the first year because I never previously, like, I guess I was so conditioned to the every two week check and so conditioned to having a job. Yeah. That, you know, I was just reluctant to let pharmacy go. And this was even after I had success, you know, I did Comic View tour with Ricky Smiley for four years. I did 42 dates on the Shaq All Star Comedy Jam. And then we taped the uh, special, which was on Showtime, later released on Netflix, and uh, shit, I was still going to work after these theater shows. Um, That's right, because you need that, well, like, I don't say you need it, but it always feels good when you had that cushion, because you just never know. Well, yeah, but it was more so fear-based than anything. It was fear. And the, and the universe will respond to your fears. So you mm-hmm. tell yourself you can't do it, then you can't. Yeah. I'm telling myself, I can't do it. I got to have a job. I got... Then that's what's going to happen. But since leaving my job, I've done exceptionally well. I, I couldn't even do as good as I'm doing now as a, as a pharmacist, which is crazy to me. I never thought I would see that. So... Do you feel freer now that you can kind of just live your Do I? She <laughs> you talking to an eagle right now, ma'am. <laughs> my my wings are fully spread. Shit. Hell yeah. yeah. Right. I'm free. Yeah. I'm free. I got all my time. I own my time. That's it. I've been doing it for 18 years. I, I'm saying not comedy, but being a business owner. So yes, yeah, that freedom is a whole different piece. Candid Kisses TV is brought to you by Kissable Lips Cosmetics. You can be kissed without kissable lips. Shop kissablelipscosmetics.com today for all your beauty needs. So, do you remember the first time you got on stage? Yeah, the first time I got on stage, I was actually 19 years old. Um, And it it was winter break from college. And I was at home in Chicago. The first time I got on stage, it was at all jokes aside. 19, I got booed. And uh, they lit cigarette lighters. And I said, oh, okay, well, this is not for me. And uh, I didn't pick up a mic again until probably, I want to say, six years later, six, maybe seven years later. And I thought to myself, I'm going to do this shit, and I'm just never going to stop. Yeah. Yeah, I just made a commitment to it. Well, what gave you got gave you the strength to get back on the stage again? Because like sometimes when people get booed, they be like, never again. Well, that's what I said initially, but I found myself... Uh, when I was in college, I was rather obnoxious. And 
that was because I was suppressing what I really wanted to do subconsciously. So when I'm around people, you know, before I was really on stage, I'm giving these niggas a comedy show. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking and being animated and cracking jokes and being loud and doing all of this. And that was that suppression of that energy that was coming out of me. Right. So, and then you keep hearing people say, you should be a comedian, you should be a comedian. And, you know, I just said, fuck it. That last year, I told one of my closest friends, my line brother, Orlando, he a pharmacist, too. He owned a pharmacy in Baton Rouge. I said, man, I'm about to do this shit. He was like, do that shit, bitch. And I, <laughs> I went out and started doing that shit. It, it was like on the low, because I was in school, but I was finding little bars and shit in New Orleans and popping up doing time and then students heard about it and they started coming out mm-hmm. and, uh, that that's where it began and then when I moved to Atlanta you know I just went to the old uptown comedy club where I did good my very first time but then I started coming back and getting booed so like I, I was coming sporadically and shit and I remember Nard hosting mm-hmm Tell me you gonna either gonna do this shit or you not. And I and I said, What? This shit me. I said, fuck it. I just start coming to the club every day. And then I started learning. I noticed, you know, guys using the same jokes and right. I started learning how to to do comedy. Yeah. And then once I started coming every day, the confidence started increasing. And then I started fucking killing. It started killing. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, I was just really it's just what I'm supposed to do so I started going past people even though I had a job you know what yeah. I'm saying I work 13 14 hours but I'm I started it you know what I mean and I, and I'm not saying I was necessarily good because you know the old uptown I sharpen my teeth in there but at the same time when you're learning in a really rough environment like that Mm-hmm. The good thing is you get quick, but the downside of that is you're learning out of fear. So if you see the cadence of a lot of like real urban comics, they're real fast and they're scared of silence. Okay. They feel a boo or some shit is coming to begin. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so once they do that, that just shows that so they don't realize it, but it shows to people that really did comedy it shows you're nervous and your timing is off. And then you're doing hacky shit and cheap bits. Yeah. So. Well, I'm I'm new in the game as far as being on the stage. And I think like so far it's so good. I I live by the creed of FTP. It's fucked them people. So that way it gets me over my fear. But that, that silence ain't no, I silence is just as bad as a boo. <laughs> so. Not necessarily because Silence, people are listening to you. But but it's where you take them. So if it goes quiet, you got their attention. And it's where you land the plane. Are you going to land this motherfucker or are you going to put it down and it's an explosion? It's, it's You know what I mean? Because once you got me, I'm quiet. Yeah. You time to uh, do your intro, your setup, and then you need to Give me to that punchline. You got him on the leash. 
Well, that's, mm-hmm. I think I've only had one time so far. I mean, I'm hoping I'll never have another time like that. But I only had one time so far where the silence rattled me enough. And I'm just like, are y'all really? Because I, I didn't know if they were listening or they just like, hurry up and get off the stage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It could have been a little bit of both. We don't know. But that's, right. the, that's the beauty of it. I mean, it's, um, you know, you got to learn that silence, man. Now, do you have a most memorable time on stage? As far as what? As far as either something went great or something went different or just whatever your most memorable time on stage was. Man, I done had so many different experiences. I done been booed. I done damn near got into fights on stage. Now, what is that about? Why do they feel like they could just run up and just, I don't understand that. I mean, I think I think I came up in the definite when I started comedy for real for real in 2002. I feel that the environment for comedy was way more hostile than it is today. Because mm. I think like even Uptown is a nice place. I mean, they listen. They're not going to like fucking boo. Like they used to boo. You don't understand. It was like yep. they got this show I hosted called The Shit Show in Atlanta. And everybody that goes up, they just throw shit at them and holler and all this shit. And that was equivalent to the old uptown. You, you you only had maybe 13 seconds to come out of the gate and get them on your side. If not, you, you're, gonna, you're doomed to fail. <laughs> right. Uh, most memorable, man. It, it, it's different levels, like, with comedy, I, I guess. And one of the most memorable experiences when I was in New York and we were filming the show and I ended up with with Dave Chappelle and Rock and and Marlon Wayans and all the guys and Donnell at the stand and John Stewart. I mean every fucking comic on earth and I shouldn't have really been there. Mm-hmm. And that's when I said I'm not working again. And then that next day I was on set filming for life and Beth as the pharmacist, you know, being me. Right. With Amy, with Amy Schumer. And at that point, it's like, I'm not going to work no more. <laughs> I know that's right. What singer do? Hey, what singer do? Hey, yo, what singer do? What singer do? Hey, cuz. What singer do, cuz? Singer do is a music game that all can play. All you have to do is sing the melody of the song on the card do, using only the do, word do. Do. Same time with do 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 Order your copy today at Sinkadoo.com. Because it's just too, this is too out of the norm. It's too far-fetched. You don't, you know, it's a wrap. Now it's just about me listening to God and having the faith. You know what I'm saying? So it's a definite faith walk. Yeah. Yeah. 
when you've been blessed, you'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to block this blessing. I'm going to go ahead and get on this train and let's go. Yeah, because you tell the universe. To, I mean, you, you, you talk to the universe about what you want. But if your actions aren't showing that, then the universe is going to give you what you're showing it. And I, and I hate that to sound corny like that. You know what I'm saying? Because all that universe shit, I, you know, I know how people, but it's real. That shit is real because I really didn't know where, you know, after the show where the checks was going to come from, but goddamn, they came. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I've been really, really blessed, man. Very thankful for all the opportunity and everything that's happening for me right now. Now, I know as a comedian, you have to be a, a good writer. When did you know that you were a good writer? I never even consider myself a writer. I'm, I'm a I'm a comedian first and foremost. Um, I mean, when it comes to writing, I've done some punch up. You know, I did I did punch up and comedy consulting on Uncle Drew, and then I had a little small part in Uncle Drew the movie. I also did punch up for Bad Boys for Life. I got to work with Will and Martin on that, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm writing on this show. Um, it's just ideas. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a comedian. Shit, I can get on stage and talk some shit and get people laughing. And I guess it's just taking some of that comedic ability and just putting it on paper. Yeah, I mean, writing don't necessarily have to be on paper. I mean, your thought process is writing. Yeah, but yeah, I don't, I can't really, my thought process and my outlook on life is just, it's just unique to me and the person I am and and each person's perspective and their outlook and thoughts on life are unique to that person. So how I got to, to my, to where I'm at right now, as far as writing concerned, I guess life got me here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, everybody's journey is different. Yeah. It's just the perspective. That's what makes a great comedian. It's your perspective. Facts. What's something valuable you learned doing out the uh, quarantine time? Because I know that's when everybody was couldn't really do nothing. Like now, you might be able to work because you were a pharmacist, but it was still like the comedy lanes wasn't popping. Um, I learned that uh, your your digital real estate is most important for a comedian. Mm. Building your own fan base, having the leverage not waiting for Hollywood, not waiting for a television show. Um, I just think, you know, with the phone and the internet and the technology that we have at our disposal, it's all on the on the individual. Yeah. And about how much work they're going to put in in that lane because you're not going to win in the bar and grill anymore. That shit is <laughs> So all them niggas running around, fucking, listen, good luck. But you're not gonna win. You you you're seeing. You got to think about this, right? And even if you even if you have an internet or Facebook following, and you only got two hundred people, at the end of the day, you could throw something up and get you 150, 200 views. You going into these spots, you might be you might see what ten people, twelve people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't really know how you win, and and I think. As a comic now, the we've exposed 
how we make the sausage as comedians on all these platforms. So it's not really magical anymore. You know, it's not like, who's this guy that's supposed to be funny and so made me laugh, you know? And it's difficult to get people out if they don't know you. So yeah, yeah right here, very, very important, <laughs> you know? Yes, facts. I'm not bored. During the pandemic, my, my Facebook fan page was stolen. I had to build from zero. So I was able to build that page from zero to, I'm at 438,000 followers. Man, that's amazing. Guess what? Candid Kisses TV has merch. That's right. You can find it at artistperiod.com. We have everything you need. We have hoodies. We have coffee mugs. We even have throw pillows and beach towels for the summer. (laughs) Get it right. Keep it tight. Listen, everything you need to get your drip right, artistperiod.com has it for you. That's A-R-T-I-S-T-P-E-R-I-O-D.com. Get your drip right with artistperiod.com and Candid Kisses TV. Make sure you get it today. Really dope. That's Dang. just working my ass off, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you need to teach me the sauce shoot. I'm still trying to build. <laughs> what you doing now? This is good, man, because this is content that you can repurpose. Just, I've been doing this since 2018, but it's like you know, we're just now getting to the point where people are noticing a little bit, but I need them to notice a lot. <laughs> this is all how you uh, chopping these up and putting them out and your consistency. You know what I mean? You got four or five different platforms that you need to be posting these clips and talking shit and you got to keep, you know, throwing rocks in the ocean to to yield a wave. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm going to say. Throw shit at the wall something will stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it'll stick because I've been doing this for about a long time now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Figure it out. All right. Now, what is the ultimate goal in the entertainment industry for you? What do you want to do with your platform overall? My goal is to continuously make my living and be happy. My number one goal, the number one goal for me that I've always chased is just happiness. It's not about the money. It's not about being famous. It's it's just about using your God-given ability and being able to inspire, to entertain others, and to be able to take care of your family and live a good life. Yeah, I have to put that in there because that's what I'm telling the universe. Because you can just do comedy and suffer, but yeah. not me. Not me. Mm-hmm. I need these rollies and cars and shit. I need these clothes, nice house. Right. I need to take care of my child, my wife, and I'm doing it. And so... The journey to me is is just the pursuit of happiness. Nothing more, nothing less. I don't really, you know, because there's been places, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I've, I've had the opportunity to perform in Africa, in Germany. Uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to perform with, with Kevin, Kevin Hart and all these different big time comics. And um, that's the, that's a blessing, man. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm the biggest star in the world. 
You know what that I'm saying? That's right. That's right. And you know, this is my business, and this is what I do, and I love it. You know what I mean? So it's just happiness. Now you know, it's a funny. Mother, a motherfucker don't need to know me. But let me tell you something. People know you. Let me tell you why. Because when I saw you at Cat, so um, I don't know if you saw him go up. It's a comedian friend of mine named Step Anthony. He's a um, handicap uh, guy, but he's he's hilarious. So I spoke to you, and he and so when you walked off, he was like, "Michelle, that's Levar Walker." I said, uh-huh. "Yes." And he was losing. He said, "Do you know who he is?" I said, "Yes, I know who he is." I don't even mind. Yo, that's weird. He would respond like that because I don't. I shit. I just do what I do, man. But but when I I never seen nobody so like. But see, he's one of them because he's he's a comedian fan. Like he know Red Fox jokes from nineteen. Like he is. If you doing comedy and he and and he finds you funny, he is. He know he know every stage you done hit. He is like a fan. And 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 that's super dope, and I appreciate him for that. You know what I'm saying? And I guess too, I have that same admiration for guys that might not really be known to the public, but I just love. You know, you know what I mean? There's some guys, man. I'm just like, this guy's incredible. Like yeah. Henry Coleman, Lawrence Owen. Them some funny motherfuckers, man. Whew. Man, that thing tickled me because I was because I didn't know why he was so he was just like, yeah. it's him. And I was like, okay. That's, <laughs> that's so crazy, man. But that's love, man. I appreciate it. It is. I was like, that's so dumb. I was like, well, go say hello. He was like, I don't know if I should. I was like, oh my God. He still really? knew me. Say hello. <laughs> Hey, tell him to call me. I tell to give my number. Tell him to call me. Shit. I just, <laughs> my daughter, you know, I do that in my video. Tell people to call me. I'd be dead serious too. I talk to everybody, anybody. I love it. That's what I was like. It's like he ain't he's a normal person. Say hello. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, that is so dope. To even have somebody that's like admire some you know to you to that level. I'm like, that's that's love for real. That's dope. Beautiful, man. I appreciate it. I really do. So I like to get into your your cultural like what what is who is your favorite rapper and singer and why? Um, my favorite rapper is Andre Three Thousand. Okay, and even though he doesn't rap anymore, I just think Andre Three Thousand his lyrical ability. And and I mean his perspective and the way his bars come out, his metaphors and shit. I just don't see anybody touching him like lyrically. Like I don't see it. I don't see it, man. You know what I'm saying? And then second up, I had to go with Jay Z. You know what I mean? Probably third, Lil Wayne. And for the new generation, I really like Lil Baby. I think Lil Baby, that nigga, he nice. You know what I mean? He can. Mm-hmm. He can spit. Um, singers right now, I like this lady named Snow Allegra. Oh, I yeah, she's dope. Um, I like Adele, Beyonce, cool, you know what I'm saying? I even like uh, Tiana Taylor, she kind of she dope too. Yeah, I love Erica Badu, love Erica Badu. So the number one with the singers probably be Erica Badu. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm in the fucking like soul 
like what, what do they call it? Neo soul kind of vibes. Well, I'm surprised you ain't hit on Jill Scott then. Jill Scott, she dope too. But I, but Erica just man, she cold. I mean, she just you think about Tyrone and them songs. I mean, she did some timeless shit. Yeah, she did. You know what I'm saying? Like back to back to back, and it was just so seemed to be so effortless for her to just she just vibes, man. Her shit is incredible. I got my favorite songs about her is they got Danger and Steady on the Grind. That's the ones right there. Yeah, man. It's dope, right? <laughs> okay, so name one of your favorite female comedians. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. I love Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres is a very, very strong female comic. I mean, she dope. <laughs> and yeah, Ellen, uh, I like Amy. I like, of course, you know, Amy, Amy Schumer, uh, some more, some more Cole, uh, who else? It's a lot of them, man. It's a lot of funny sisters. You know what I'm saying? Well, speaking of Amy, so when it came to the show Life and Beth, did you have to audition or they just knew? They was like, oh, he's funny and he already is the farm. You must be Matt. Trevor. Travis. Travis. Here, you want to just take that now? Excuse me? Damn. I did not audition. Uh, I was I was performing in Martha's Vineyard for a comedy festival that Damon Williams does every year. So it was Damon Williams, me, George Wallace, Chris Spencer. Okay. Um, we performing on the island, predominantly black, black, black audience. And uh shit, I was killing and I came off stage and uh I walked to the foyer. And Amy Schumer was there. I'm like, what the fuck? This is weird. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? She's like, oh my God, you were so funny. It was just so incredible. And, you know, I just gave her a hug. I was like, pleasure to meet you and walked off. And she started following me on Instagram. And, you know, I get back to Atlanta maybe three or four days later. She DMs me, have you written anything? Because um, I'm working on this show. And I was like, yes, I sent an old writing sample I had. And she was like, oh, my God, you know, you would be great uh, to help out for this show. And I'm like, all right, cool, <laughs> you know. So they were supposed to bring me up to New York, and something had happened in that moment. And I was like, because I got excited, but then the, the assistant was like, oh, sorry, LeVar, Amy got a movie she doing, you can't do this. I was like, oh, fuck it, this is some Hollywood shit. But the end of that year, I want to say the end of 2019, um, that shit went through. And not only did it go through, you know, I had to go, go meet with the showrunner, Hulu execs. Uh, Amy had hit me up, like, uh, take some acting classes because I want you to act on the show, too. I'm like, what? Man, come on now. And so she ended up giving me a, uh, sending me some scripts, and the scripts had my name on it. I'm like, God damn, I'm playing me on the show? So <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah, man, it, it's a blessing. It's really a blessing, man. That's Especially right. for somebody to take a risk like that, because you know these shows cost millions of dollars to produce. 
Yeah. You know? So that was everything. I had to plug this computer in. That was everything. So, yeah, that's how it happened. That's what I'm saying. Right place, right time. And then you you had the talent. So that's, I mean, everything else was written. It just, it just lined up, man. It just lined up. I guess, you know, I, I can only credit it to just persistence and consistency, you know? Now, what's one challenge you had to face in the industry, if any, and how did you overcome it? Um, I think uh, one of the big challenges was unfortunately uh, when I had that <clears throat> when I had that situation with Mike Epps, um, and I got beat up in the back of Uptown. I think that was a, was a very dark point in my comedy career because you know what I'm saying I was a fan mm-hmm. and. You know, to get beat up over some jokes I did by somebody as big as he was, it was like, what is happening? Why, you know, why this? Why me? You know what I mean? I just felt people ostracizing me. And a lot of comedians writing shit on Facebook. He's done. He can't come back to Uptown. And I remember every last one of them. Motherfucker, they they have no idea. They think I forgot. <laughs> You'll never forget the people that hate you. The crazy part is I'm behind the curtain now, so that's the that's the crazy part, right? But anyway, yeah. it was very it was a dark time, and I literally in that moment had to make a decision. Like, well, you done shed blood for this, so it's either it's two things your ass gonna do. Either you gonna stop. Uh, you gonna dust this shit off and keep going. I know that's right. And I kept going. What singer do? Hey, what singer do? Hey, yo, what singer do? What singer do? Hey, cuz. What singer do, cuz? Singer do is a music game that all can play. All you have to do is sing the melody of the song on the card do, using only do, the word do. Do. Say, same genre. Do. What? Do. Do, 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 do. Do 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 but no other girl's gonna do. Order your copy today at singadoo.com. I kept going and, you know what I'm saying? Like, people people looked out for me, man. Like, you know, me and Little Rail close. That was a downtown. Little Rail had my back in that moment. And, uh, you know, just so happened he reached out to me to do Uncle Drew. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I started seeing some light, you know what I mean? And, you know, I just stayed in, on course. And then after that, I did uh, NBC Stand Up for Diversity. Went to L.A., ended up getting agency representation. And then I did uh, Last Comic Standing. And, you know, shit just other doors opened. And it, I think in that pivotal moment, it made me stronger, too just mentally mm-hmm. and you know as well as being able to overcome certain obstacles 
Yeah, and it's always good when you have somebody that got your back. Very dark time in my career. Very dark. But that's but the 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 good thing about the industry, you you gonna find some people that you really close with. They got you, like you said, Larell. You know, came out and you know had your back and stuff. And, and the thing was, I didn't. I don't in this business. I never ask anybody for anything. I don't ask. You know what I mean? So just for that opportunity to happen, I thank him as well as God, the universe, for that happening. Definitely help me you know what i'm saying because that might have been the thing you know to, to to allow the network to trust her decision because it's like well he's already been in this movie and he's done this show and they see okay well and, and you know shit keeps going so, that's right you got to keep positive people in your circle yeah now name one entrepreneur you admire and why Kev on stage. I think he's doing a phenomenal job and I mean, just an amazing job of building his platforms, his network. And I mean, he, you know, when it comes to the business of comedy, he's amazing. Kev on stage, I see Andrew Schultz doing big things. Um, but those are some of the guys, that, you know, I admire. Oh, yeah. Kev is one of my, that's, Hey, he doing his thing. I mean, from the yeah, crowd. Yeah, Kev on stage, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I admire Tyler Perry too, because you know, Tyler didn't wait for Hollywood and all that shit. I mean, I don't think a lot of the movies and shows are the best, but who cares? That's really not for me to say. You know, if he has a fan base that he could continuously feed as well as own that intellectual property, that's the way to go. Because when you control when you build your own table and you own and control your content and your intellectual property it, you virtually you, you damn you can't even really be canceled facts you got your own fan base you built this shit i don't you know so okay. I, I, yeah great great admiration and respect for that now what are some words of wisdom you will give any upcoming entertainer entrepreneur i would tell them with Bernie Mac told me, do it from your heart. Do it from your heart. That's it. You have to just go for what you love to do. Yeah. Really? Because that's the only thing that's going to fuel you through those ups and downs. Because, you know, uh, success success is not a straight line. This this is what success looks like. It, it looks, <laughs> you, know, you know, it looks like that. You know right. what I mean? So, you know, you have to remain consistent when that shit is wiggling and doing all that shit. Right. So the only thing that gives you that consistency will be the passion and the love you have. Because a lot of times, like I got a rental property and I also sold real estate a little bit and I made good money. I did one deal. I made like 20 grand. But the thing was, it's like, yeah, I made the money. But was I really happy in that? Mm. Right? Did was that fulfilling? Did you know with, with comedy for me it's um it's almost like a ministry in a sense that you know people come watch you for an hour, they come to a comedy club and you you're taking their mind off of problems. Or if I'm doing a video and I get a a, a direct message saying, 
Thank you so much for these videos. I was in the hospital. It's really helped me get through. That is that right there is worth way more than any money. Yeah. To me, you know what I'm saying. That's worth zillions of dollars. You know what I mean? Because you were able to take appreciation for granted. Like that's what everybody in the world wants to be appreciated. Yeah, yeah, but but you were able to use your gifts to help somebody. And I, and I think that's the most important that I think God gives us these gifts. And those gifts, they're not even yours, but you don't really own it. You're just a vessel. Mm-hmm. But your job is to, to spread that gift, to inspire, to, you know what I mean? Who knows? I mean, I might, maybe the next big comic is, might be bigger than Kevin Hart is looking up to me right now. And I might be instrumental in that. That's that's what it is, man. Okay. Yeah. We get to move on to our fun segments now. We have our first one, which is kiss or diss. This is celebrity mm-hmm. crushes. You decide who you kiss and who you dissing. All right. First one, Regina Hall or Holly Berry. Who you kissing, who you dissing? Regina Hall or Holly Berry. What year are we talking? That's up to you. <laughs> Damn, I'm probably oh man, I'm probably about to kiss uh, Halle Berry. Okay. Yeah, and I All still right. love Regina Hall, but you know, yeah, look, that's, that's every man fantasy was Halle Berry at one time. This do or die, I'm either gonna give Halle that kiss. <laughs> All right, Taraji P Henson or Lisa Ray, who you kissing? Who you dissing? I'm gonna kiss Taraji. I'm kissing Taraji. Last one. Harriet Tubman or Mary McLeod Bethune? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? Harriet. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm kissing Harriet Tubman because she was under a lot of stress. You can see in the picture. <laughs> I just don't kiss her, give her a hug so she'd be nice, you know? But I understand all that pressure. You're trying to get all these niggas free and they trying to still run back to their masters and tell them, you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to free you, nigga. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So she was upset. Moving on to our next segment, which is DAQ. That is dumbass questions I want answers to. Okay. What was the worst job you ever had? Shit. Man, probably working at CBS. Mm. I, you know, it's that shit is hard, man. Working retail pharmacy, it's a fucking that shit. And and you know what I like? Some people, like I, I see younger people, they be like, "Man, when I show you do Shaq All Star Comedy Gym, I became a pharmacist." And I said, "You didn't? Li- did you listen to what I was saying?" Like I'm, I'm telling you, tra- trauma. These are traumatic experiences that I'm sharing with you. But if that got the kids through the school, got to be doctor, cool. Um, but it was a rough. That was a rough ass job, man. Hmm. Yeah, customer service is serious, no matter what profession. The Walgreens. I worked at Walgreens and CVS, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you could east side stomp on anyone in your past that you know personally with no consequences, who would it be? 
I don't I don't have any of that. Okay. That I would stomp out. You ain't got no teachers that you wanted to fight because they told you you weren't gonna be nothing. What's the craziest thing you've ever done to get a female's attention? I'm never I don't I don't really know. I mean, maybe if it's, if it's peacocking on stage or some shit and getting a big laugh, I don't really. What's peacocking on stage? That's just when you get an extra fun. You might see somebody you like walking that motherfucker. You you just go up or you get a little bit louder, a little bit. Oh, more okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I've never done anything out of the norm to get a female's attention. I guess I'm not thir- I can't do that thirsty shit. Because you know? <laughs> I, I think I think for me it might come off creepy or something. I just rather uh, I did the craziest thing I ever did to get a few attention was say, "How you doing?" <laughs> okay. Hey, how you doing? What's one embarrassing moment from your childhood that you're willing to share? Um. Damn, that's a deep one. It was a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> we ought to have some. I never like shitted myself or nothing in school. Maybe one time I did like pee my pants, and I knew I pissed on myself. So what I did, I went to the bathroom and I just put water all over my pants. Like I spilled something. Okay. Walk back in the classroom. Hey, that's one way to do it. And it shit dried up, and I was good. You know. <laughs> that that's genius right there. <laughs> like they ain't gonna catch me slipping. I'm just gonna hey. It is right. Wait, how long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, for almost a year now. And what made you want to be a comedian? I didn't even tell you who it was Alton Walker. Oh, really? Yeah, he was because he actually has a comedy gym that he does now, and I've been pushing. I'm like, you need to teach a class because every time I see you on stage and you always talk to comedians, you give them gems. You need to teach a class, and now he's teaching the class. He was like, well, I'm gonna teach you this class. You need to get on stage. I was like, well, you got a point. <laughs> That's good. That's so I've cool. been doing this. Yeah, I mean, he, I, he wasn't the only one that told me. It's quite a few people have have told me, but I was just like, I don't know if that's my lane, but it don't hurt but to, to try it and see if I like it. Just do it. You like it. I do. I do enjoy it. I, th- I think I, I would probably enjoy it. I'm so used to like creating my own stuff. So I'm I'm not used to like trying to beg for stage time. I'd rather just create my own stage and be like, all right, we're going to do a show. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying. Like, that's kind of where I'm at with them. Like, I enjoy hitting all stages, but I, I like to set the tone of my own stage. <laughs> so you're going to start you gonna start you a night. That's my that's my plan. Do that shit. That's smart. We're going to see. We're going to see. That's What's the hard. worst name you could give a free clinic? A free clinic? Uh-huh. The worst name? Um, a burning turn? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? That'll work. That'll work. You, if you on fire, we got the water. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm 
right, we got name three items you would purchase to make a cashier feel uncomfortable. Um, probably some, well, since I was a pharmacist as well as a cashier, this should be an easy one. Okay. Maybe uh, rubber gloves, rope, alcohol. <laughs> that work. KY jelly. <laughs> ski mask. Look a shovel. Everything. Get a shovel. Like how you? Hey, how you guys doing? And they ringing that shit up, and you just looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Just had some stuff in the yard that need to get up. <laughs> what y'all getting into tonight? <laughs> with a with a like one of them bins to put a body in, some big ass trash bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we are moving on to our next segment, which is. GMG that stands for what grinds your gangster. What's one of your pet peeves? Oh, uh, I think one of my pet peeves that I have now is like neighbors who use their garage as fucking storage space and park the cars out on the street. Like that shit makes me fucking sick. Like nigga, park that bitch in the garage, bro. Why are you talking about my mama like that? <laughs> like, like, dude, the garage is not a egg. That shit is not a fucking bedroom, nor is it storage, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got a big house or whatever. It's so convenient that right. your ass ain't got to walk your dumb ass in the fucking rain and mm-hmm. the wind every goddamn day. And then let people kind of know when you're home or when you're not home. Right. It's ridiculous. That is a pet fucking people, man. So everybody <laughs> who try to convert their garage into a man cave, nigga, stop. Nobody <laughs> a bigger house with a basement. Knock it off. Don't hoard all that shit. Throw that shit away. I've been telling my mama, mama you a hoard. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that is a Huge, pit, you know what I mean? Because my neighbors and shit be having all these cars, and I got to squeeze through them. And like, <laughs> God damn, dog! Park that bitch in the garage. If it's no, if it's like right now, it might be. Let me see how many cars out. One, <laughs> two, three, four. So it's four cars on the street, right? And then they got some in their driveway. Like they each have a two car garage. If the shit was cleaned out, you could have them motherfuckers in there and then have two other cars parked on your apron. But Listen, niggas gonna nick. That's what they gonna do. <laughs> so. I'm like, could they just prevent people like niggas parking the goddamn garage? That's good. Well, we are moving on to a fan favorite, which is Opera That Thing Out. That's where you pick any song that you know at least one full verse to and you sing it in your best opera voice. It could be a rap song. Theme song, TV thing, whatever you got. Opera voice, good times. Anytime you meet a payment. Good times. Anytime you need a friend. Good times. Anytime you're out from under. Not getting hassled. Not getting hustled. Keeping your head above water, making the wave when you can, temporary layoffs. 
Good times. Easy credit rip-offs. Good times. Hanging in and jiving. <laughs> Ain't we lucky we got em. Good times. That's how you do that. Thing. Let me find out you got some vocals over there. No, I, I don't. I don't. I'm just. <laughs> I think that was that was one of the most traditional, one of the most terrific. Mm -hmm. Good time songs I've ever heard. It's terrific. <laughs> Nobody's better. <laughs> quick, before we move on to this last thing, I'm gonna let you get out of here. When did you know you were pretty good at um, uh, imitations? I never knew that. I still don't think I'm that good at them. I just, I just be fucking around, man. I'm, well, you're ACI to a point. I don't you even consider. <laughs> Well, that's indubitably speaking, who you are determined to be T.I. Or what, at what given time is he T.I. when he talks <laughs> so right. eloquently, eloquently speaking. You did it. You did right. it. And then he go mad and go real ghetto. But I don't, I don't know. I'll just be, I'll just be messing around with shit. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's working. You're making it work for you. Michelle, where are you from? I'm from LA, but I've been in Atlanta long enough to be a peach. Really? You originally, like, uh, what part? Inglewood, where are you from? In Carson. Carson? Mm hmm. Oh, dope. And now, and you've been here for 20 years? Um. Yeah, almost. Yeah. What brought you here? Mama. <laughs> Your mama just wanted to get the hell up out of LA. That's it. You know, the, the gangs and everything got real bad, and I got an older brother. My mom was like, uh, uh I can't have him out here with that nonsense. So, really, were you a crip or a blood? Or? I was neither, but my brother was going down that lane, so she was like, Oh, no, we got to get up out of here. Called him, was he about to be crip? Hey, homie, <laughs> hey, homie, they just out there jacking and shit, homie. You feel me, cuz that, exactly. that's exactly <laughs> what she was like. She was like, uh, uh, we ain't doing that, we got to move. No, that's <laughs> But but see, and that's the thing, right? So I'm from Chicago, you're from LA, and then you have people from Detroit, mm -hmm. New York, all these different areas who moved to Georgia to escape that shit. And I'm so thankful for Fonnie Willis that she's cleaning that shit up in Fulton County to get all that gang life and all that shit off the streets. It's very important. People, black people have tried, like, they've run away from that. Mm -hmm. And for that shit to be here, nah, nah, maybe ain't nobody got time for this shit. Yeah. But so, you know, Georgia down here, they don't, they ain't got to be in a gang to shoot the shit out of you. They don't give a damn. So well, it's, it's, it's a little bit the same almost. But here's the, the, well, the good thing is you can have a gun too. Facts. <laughs> So, so in this state, thank God that we we can all carry. Yeah, you know, a lot of crooks, they don't they roll some heavy dice. You ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? They don't know what they run, who they running up on, or what. So that is fact. Yeah. Well, last but not least, we are gonna end it off with our game, Finger Do. Finger Do is a family friendly game. Me and my homeboy DJ All Star created over the quarantine time. And all you're doing is you're singing the melody of the song, but you can only use the word do. So we have different genres. We got hip-hop and R&B, greatest hits, pop, billboard hits, country rock, 
sing your favorites, old school TV themes, and party dance hits. So I'm going to do a couple and let you try to guess it, and then I'm going to let you do a couple, and then we out of here. Okay. All right, so I'm going to do uh, hip-hop and R&B. You ready? Okay. Do, 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 do. There we go. All right, all right. Next one, uh, I think it's R&B. Do, 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 do. Do 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 there we go. All right. Now it's your time. I'm going to hold the uh, card up to the camera. Once you pick a song you can do, let me know. And I'll put it down. I'll try to guess. Okay. All right. If I need to move it, just let me know. Okay. I'm good. I can do it. You got it. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Oh, uh, I'm your baby today. Yeah, you got it. That's good. That's good. All right, next one. All right. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Oh, well, there it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, last one. Let's see. That way, go up. I don't know that song. I don't know none of those songs. Okay. All right, I got it. All right. Do 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 do. Oh, Fred Sanford. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that is how you play singer do. If anybody's interested, you can get it at singerdo.com. That's a dope game. That's really appreciate it. Make, make sure you get you one. I'm about to get me one of them. Now, I appreciate you joining me and acting the fool with me today. Please let them know where they can find you. If you have merchandise, what shows you got coming up, let them know. Y'all just y'all just uh, follow me. L-A-V-A-R Walker. Google that. Everything is LeVar Walker. My Twitter, Instagram, even my website is all LeVar Walker. So, And then if you want to put a dollar sign in front of that, you can cash at me there too. So, well, thank you. I had a great time. Uh, this was nothing but love. Well, good. Now make sure you subscribe because I need my subscriptions. I will subscribe. <laughs> Ain't no way, man. I will. All right. I appreciate you, and we will see y'all next time. All right, now. What singer do? Hey, what singer do? Hey, yo, what singer do? What singer do? Hey, cuz. What singer do, cuz? Singer do is a music game that all can play. All you have to do is sing the melody of the song on the card do, using only do, the word do. Do. Being last on your list, but no other girl's gonna do.
Order your copy today at Sinkadoo.com. Ha ha ha!